What's up, gamers, and welcome to Lost at Sea Gaming. I am Hulking Yoda, the captain of this ship, the SS Gamer. And in this episode, we'll take a trip down Nostalgia Lane with all the classic platforming gameplay on hand here as we see what it's like to play the role of the villain and help the devil himself in my review of Pumpkin Jack. Once upon a time, in the great Arkansas Kingdom. So before we get into the story of the game, let's first check out a few interesting facts about the game and its developer that you may want to know before you jump into its world in The Breakdown. Gamers, Pumpkin Jack was a game developed by one person. That's right, not a development team, but one individual. And that individual's name is Nicholas Masonier, and hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Uh, But Nick... Basically, his desire to create this game, in his words, came from he wanted to play a style of game that he had grown up loving during his childhood, which was action platformers. And one day he was looking around on the PC trying to find any game that was like that, and he couldn't find any. So he decided, you know what, why not make my own game? And that's how he started to learn and teach himself how to code and create games. So Pumpkin Jack, it actually started out as Curse of the Scarecrow, which sounds pretty cool as well. And in that version of the game, the player was a scarecrow that could control crows. And ultimately, it didn't fully set well creatively with Nicholas. So it ultimately evolved into Pumpkin Jack, which uh, he ironically still controls one crow throughout the course of the game. So I guess a piece of that initial concept is still retained in the final game. Now, Nicholas, ultimately, eventually, he won over German publisher Head Up Games, and the rest is essentially history. Uh, Here we are. The game is released, and after a lot of work on Nicholas's part, trying to shop the game around and show it off at different conferences, his dream has come true. So, let's get right into the story. Pumpkin Jack is a human spirit. He was actually alive at one point, named Jack, obviously, and he has since become deceased. We don't know why, but 
In this game, he possesses a jack-o'-lantern, essentially, uh, and has been tasked by the devil himself to defeat this wizard who's essentially trying to remove all the evil in the world and uh, make things really annoying and difficult for the devil, obviously, because the devil does not want there to be no evil in the world. So as you progress through this game, uh, you're going to interact with different NPCs that you'll meet along Jack's journey that ultimately help him. Uh, They're going to be in the stages that you play through, and you'll have different dialogue exchanges with them. And uh, in between the stages, the story progresses through different animated scenes, uh, but they're not animated in the sense of like an animated show. They're done in kind of like a, a storybook, which is opened and pages are turned and things of that nature. Just really kind of a recap of the previous stage and just kind of setting you up for what the next stage's uh, premise as far as from a plot line is going to be. Ultimately, I, I thought that the story, it was a fun story. Uh, you know, I think that it ended mostly as I expected it to. Uh, it also left the door open for a potential sequel, which I would definitely be all about. Uh, I definitely thoroughly enjoyed the the story and the game itself. Uh, I did feel that some parts of it were cliche. It's, you know, some things that we've seen before in games and another medium. Uh, but I did enjoy it for what it was. Uh, it, it was different uh, in this game to play as the bad guy. And it was done in a fun way. It wasn't done in a malicious way or an evil kind of way. Uh, but it was still pretty cool. You know, Jack is this kind of uh, snarky, uh, sarcastic witty kind of guy and he really doesn't want to waste any of his time having small talk with these characters that he interacts with throughout the story he just wants to take out all the good and and do what the devil's asking him to do and uh, move on so to speak so ultimately i thought jack was a cool character a cool character design and uh you know the story while a bit cliche in some areas it, it was overall uh, a fun experience so now let's check out my thoughts on the graphics and sound in the game. So gamers, the graphics I'll start with here, they have a very cartoony but also fitting look to them. Uh, they almost kind of look like claymation. If you've ever seen a, a claymation movie or, or animated show, uh, they, they very, very much resemble that kind of a style, that look to them. Uh, I thought there were good particle effects within the game. The different pieces that come off the fire or different little particle effects coming off the swamp or however you interact with different magical creatures or beings and things of that nature. I thought they came off really well uh, throughout the course of the game. Uh, There is a big problem I had, though, which there is almost this kind of a, a, a hue, like a foggy hue that was throughout the entire course of the game. And there's six stages in the game, and every stage I felt had kind of a, a fog hanging over it. And I felt it kind of muted the colors of the environments as well as the characters and Jack himself. Now, again, I didn't think it made the game uh, un, you know, enjoyable uh, from a graphical or visual standpoint. I just feel that I, I really wish that whatever that was, whether I, I assume it was intentional, I wish that it had not been put into the game or if there was a way to take it out. Because uh, I would have preferred more of a crisper, uh, not necessarily shinier looking uh, graphical uh, approach, but I, I would have preferred something less uh, foggy. Uh, from a sound standpoint, I, I did feel that the sound was great. Uh, there is actually a narrator who, on the scenes in between each stage, as I mentioned earlier, uh, he does the voiceover. 
I, I thought it was very solid. Um, the sound effects, just your basic sound effects as you're going through and uh, breaking crates and barrels and attacking enemies and different spells are happening and whatnot and just the ambience of the environment where you're in a swamp and you hear little bubbles of the swamp coupling up and uh, you hear different birds and uh, trees swaying and things of that nature in the distance. I, I thought all that was really, really well done. Um, the enemies and the characters all sound great. Uh, the little voice acting that is done uh, within those characters, even Jack himself, those are solid and, and very fitting to the characters. But ultimately, guys, the, the, the best thing about this game from a sound standpoint and the real breakout star here is the music. Uh, the music was just absolutely perfect. Uh, for this game and it just it screams to me like a like fun halloween it's very reminiscent my wife even walked into the room at one point and said it reminded her of the nightmare before christmas which is very fitting because obviously pumpkin jack and jack skellington very similar names uh, but the bottom line is that the music was just very fitting and very well done i love that kind of not necessarily jovial but just that kind of fun uh almost youthful uh, sounding Halloween music. I, I just thoroughly enjoy that. I thought it was a lot of fun. So at, at the end of the day, pretty solid graphics, but get rid of the foggy hue and and great, great work on the sound. Now let's check out how the game controls. Gamers, you'll be playing this game from a third-person viewpoint. It uses dual analog control, left stick for the character of Jack, right stick for the camera, as does most games these days. Uh, just kind of going through the face buttons in the controller. You press A to jump, X to attack, Y is your interact button, B is to back out of options. LB will send out your crow that I mentioned earlier that Jack has at his disposal, kind of like a, a ranged attack. And RB, if you press and hold it, will bring up a weapon wheel that as you collect new weapons, you will be able to select them via this weapon wheel. Now, the controls, they do change up quite a bit during different mini-games that you'll come across throughout the course of the game, and we'll get to those in the gameplay section of the review. As far as from a basic 3D platforming and exploration standpoint, the controls, I felt they were really good, but I did have some issues uh, throughout the course of the game with some floaty jumping and the platforming segments, which really are frustrating because they cause unnecessary deaths. And we all hate, as gamers, unnecessary deaths, especially when it comes to platforming. And in this case, this is the name of your game. I mean, Pumpkin Jack is listed as an action-adventure platformer. So you can't have that as kind of like the main portion of your gameplay or even half of your portion of gameplay and you're floaty. Uh, and that's just very frustrating. Say you jump from one ledge to another and... Jack is still kind of floating and hovering in that jump animation to where he misses the, the next ledge or slides off the ledge that you land on. It's happened before in numerous games, guys, uh, that I've played, and it's, it's always frustrating. And it was really disappointing in this game, too, because uh, I would have loved to have not to have to complain about that about this game. Uh, but overall, basic 3D platforming is not terrible. It's just, uh, and it wasn't every jump. Let me just clarify. It was just, there were some uh, moments, but throughout the whole course of the game, those moments kept popping up where I would miss jumps and die uh, via these floaty jumps. Now, combat controls, I thought were mostly solid. Didn't really have any issues there. I do feel though, two things that the combat needed in this game. One, 
a lock-on mechanic. There is no lock-on, and that's very frustrating as well because there are times where you have multiple enemies kind of swarming around you. It would have been really nice to be able to lock on. And there is a dodge move. You can dodge and roll out the way, but it, it's so much better when you have a lock on and you're locked on to specific targets and you roll out the way and you can kind of flick the analog stick that z targeting so to speak i really feel like the game would have benefited from having that lock on and also there's no block button or command in this game so if you're in the middle of combat and you're getting beat up pretty bad there there is no block or anything like that you, you just have to make sure that you are not close enough to get hit and roll and dodge and time it that way, which again, I, I feel that the game could have benefited from a, a block command. Uh, it would have made things a little bit less frustrating and hairier moments, but overall uh, it wasn't, wasn't too bad. You know, just kind of a hack and slash combat uh, for the most part, you do get a ranged rifle at one point and that was okay. So in general, combat controls, not too bad. Uh, Mini games, now, there were quite a few of them uh, in this game, and I will say that the problem I had with controls on these mini games, the main thing that really just stood out to me is the minecart. There is a minecart sequence that you have, and some of the instances in this uh, are just really frustrating. When you're trying to make sharp turns and you have to move the analog stick left or right, I didn't feel like the game picked up on it correctly. I thought it was overly sensitive. Uh, to the direction that you were doing the analog stick in, as well as sometimes the jump command, it, the, the response uh, to my button press was uh, slightly, slightly delayed. So I thought that messed up that minigame a little bit from a control standpoint. And there are some instances where in these minigames also, you have to aim items that you're hitting in certain directions so that they hit other items uh, in that environment. And I didn't really feel that the direction of the items you were hitting were as consistent as they should have been. If I'm looking to the left and it goes to the right when I hit it, that that shouldn't happen. So uh, there, there's just a few things there in the mini games department that the controls needed some work on and uh, some polish and, and they would have been okay. But overall, the controls were decent. I uh, just had some opportunities throughout and the different types of gameplay. And speaking of gameplay, let's go talk about it. Gamers, as stated earlier, Pumpkin Jack is a third-person action-adventure platformer. It's going to be split into six separate stages, and each one of these stages is perfectly themed to a specific style. Say, for instance, the very first stage that you start out in is called The Fields. And this kind of goes back to the beginnings of the game where it started out as you playing as a scarecrow because you're out in the fields of a farm and all this farmland and there's scarecrows around, and it's just really, really cool and a nice stage to introduce you to the world and the characters and the gameplay. Uh, my favorite stage was probably the swamp. Uh, I loved it. I love the color palette. I love the greens, of course, because my favorite color is green uh, of the swamp water and just the different uh, lighting of green around and about. And I also loved the north, uh, which was uh, this game's version of the North Pole and I would also say their version of Christmas Town. Let's just leave it at that. So Pretty cool, pretty cool. Uh, and each stage I also thought was kind of fun. They uh, Obviously, if you play this kind of game, you know this is coming. They come with their own enemy types, minigames, and bosses that are themed to that specific stage. Uh, 
So obviously you have different swamp monster type enemies that'll pop up only in that stage. You'll have a boss that is specific to the style of gameplay and uh, weapon type that you may have unlocked for that stage, so on and so forth. Now, every stage also has collectibles. Uh, there's 20 Raven Skull collectibles that you can find and seek out. And there's also one gramophone that is hidden somewhere, usually pretty, pretty far off the beaten path. Uh, and if you're listening, though, you can hear the music coming from it, and that'll help you out in trying to find them. Uh, and the other cool thing I thought was pretty cool, they just put this in there, is there's actually a traveling shop that's run by a mummy. Uh, and he's actually selling different outfits or skins, as they call them in the game, for Jack to alternate between. And you can actually purchase these skins by using the Raven Skull collectibles that you find as a currency. And I thought that was a lot of fun. It gives the gamer a extra motivation for finding and tracking down the skulls if you want to change things up and have Jack dressed in different outfits. Uh, those outfits, they range anywhere from, you know, a samurai to a cowboy and even a detective kind of sleuthing trench coat outfit. And I thought it was a lot of fun. So for me, I made it even more fun for myself by every stage. I typically had enough Ravens to continue to buy a new outfit. And every stage, I started out by changing into a new outfit uh, and playing all six stages dressed differently. Uh, so I thought that was great. A lot of fun there. Now, each stage, I did think they have a varying level of platforming that's mixed with combat and those mini games. And I would say each stage is roughly 45 minutes to an hour in length. It just really depends on how much time you spend looking for the Raven Skulls or if you're really trying to track down that gramophone and there's some very minor puzzle solving in some of those stages. So if you get stuck or trying to figure out how to get past this one section, that might add to your overall time a little bit. But I had a lot of fun with the gameplay and exploring the world, uh, fighting those enemies, hunting for collectibles. It was just a lot of fun. Uh, as I mentioned before with the controls, it could sometimes make those mini games frustrating. Now, at certain points, Jack, whose spirit resides in that jack-o'-lantern that we talked about, the jack-o'-lantern actually acts as the head of this body. Uh, that he's connected to. And at certain points in the game, you're going to come across areas where he's going to have to disconnect the head from the body and go into these areas to utilize these tentacle arms that he has or coming out of his uh, pumpkin. And uh, typically these areas consisted of usually timing or memory-based minigames. So a lot of different variation here, a lot of different variety. Uh, and, and it was fun, but... Uh, just at some points, those controls, guys. Now, the boss fights that I mentioned, at the end of every stage, you're going to have a boss fight. And arguably, the boss fights were my favorite part of the game. I, I love that classic, hey, I got to figure out this boss's pattern. I got to take and do whatever the function is to weather him down or her down to attack them three separate times. And after that third time, I, I, they're defeated and I'm victorious. I love that when games still do that because it's very much a classic callback to old school gaming and I love it. This game is no different in that sense. I would say that upon successfully, when you defeat the boss, you do receive a new weapon and you can use this as it's typically a safe bet that you're going to use this as the best weapon in the next stage uh, that you're going to go into. It's typically the way the game sets it up. Uh, weapons in the game, they're going to go anywhere from a shovel that you start out the game with to a ghost sword, a rifle, and even a scythe. 
Now, there are other means of attacks that I'll leave for you guys to discover as you play the game, but those are your main basic weapons that you'll probably be alternating between. Now, I will say that overall, the gameplay was a lot of fun, but it did have some opportunities in certain areas that unfortunately really kept it from standing out and making this game something special. So before we check in on my final thoughts, let's go to the ship's chronometer and find out how long it'll take you to play through Pumpkin Jack, how long I played through Pumpkin Jack, and see how much we may differ depending on your play style. So gamers, I played a total of eight hours until the credits rolled and Pumpkin Jack. Uh, and I did spend about a half hour after the credits rolled to mop up some collectibles that I had and make sure that I got all 1,000 gamer score in the game. I will say that that eight hours consisted of a couple of moments where I was stuck, uh, a couple of frustrating deaths uh, due to the controls and floaty jumping that I mentioned. Uh, there were some times where I was uh, stuck on a boss here or there. And just in general, things add up. Uh, extra exploration time, looking, trying to track down that gramophone or track down those raven skulls. So for the way I played it, my play style, right at eight hours until the credits rolled. Now, I will say that depending on how thorough your searching is and whether you get stuck on the bosses or the puzzles or any of that, I would say overall, it'll probably take you anywhere between five to eight hours to complete this game. And that's all thousand gamer score on Xbox and a platinum trophy on PlayStation 4. So just putting it out there, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's If you're really into the thematic aspect of it and love Halloween and things of that nature... Perfect game for you to kill some time with, kill a weekend with, and uh, net you some good gamer score and a platinum trophy. So let's go check in and see what my final thoughts on the game are. Gamers, overall, I really, really did enjoy this game. I loved, loved, loved the character design of Pumpkin Jack uh, himself, as well as the world. Uh, it really, really makes me want to see a sequel to this game and see more worlds and more of Pumpkin Jack in the future. Uh, I really liked the variety of gameplay. I had never felt bored in this game. I never felt like I was ready to move on because just as you may, maybe a smidge start to get bored with the environment or maybe you're like, oh, I can't find the other Raven Skull. Where is, boom, the game shifts focus and puts you into a mini game and it's uh, a fun cart racing game in the middle of these medieval streets of, of skeleton city uh, you know something of that nature and that really happens by the way so my point is the variety of gameplay is great uh the character in the world story all this but the controls need to be fine-tuned if there is a sequel ultimately i still will give this game an 8.5 out of 10. That'll do it for my review of Pumpkin Jack. I hope you've enjoyed your time aboard the SS Gamer. You can join its crew by reaching out to me via email at lostatseagaming365 at gmail.com, as well as on social media on Instagram at lostatseagaming and on Twitter at lostatseagamin, the number one. Thank you for listening. Until the sea says otherwise, we'll keep sailing.